Welcome back to another session with Brian Wolf, who's the director of Ability Ministries. And we've now come to our third segment in the CSRM podcast series with Ryan. And Ryan, in our first segment, shared a little bit about what challenger baseball looked like, how to even talk to folks that might have a need of that kind of league. And in the second segment, we got a little bit more about how that happens and then how it starts to impact lives, how it begins to impact the very DNA of the church. So, Glenn, again, thanks for joining us and being willing to take time of your corona experience uh, <laughs> of being called sheltered and joining us here. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me. And uh, if, if our uh, our picture or our sound gets a little fuzzy or fades away, it's because we are in the corona era, and we are not face-to-face. We're not in our normal studio, and so bear with us. We think that you're going to love it no matter how fuzzy it is. And some of you are saying, can't that fuzz come on your face, Greg, a little bit more? That would be helpful to us. But, <laughs> but you know what? Just stick with us because the message is so important. Again, we're talking about how a local church, sports, rec, and fitness ministry can envision, plan for, and then begin to organize and administrate and implement an outreach that touches in very special lives. We talked about these lives may be people that are on the autism spectrum. They may have some sort of social or emotional or physical uh, situation that they need a little more special kind of a lead and setting. And in our first segment, we said, please don't be offended by anything. Right? And we're still learning how to talk about this stuff. But, Ryan, in the last one, you talked to us a little bit about how the league began to impact the very DNA of the church. And you gave us some things like calm and uh, workforce and different things. Explain that a little bit more. What was the next step after the league? What began to happen at your church? Yeah, uh, so, much of, uh, so much of what we did uh, – was a result of asking a question uh, to leaders in our community. You know, we we didn't go out with a master plan of how we were going to conquer the county, you know, for Christ. Uh, we went out with a simple question, and it was this. How can we be a blessing, no strings attached? Uh, and we would ask that question uh, to different people. You know, that's how we got kind of involved in, in the baseball league. Uh, that's how we ended up eventually building a baseball field uh, on our campus, um, and uh, we began to, you know, have more meetings with more community leaders. Uh, the superintendent of our county's uh, Board of Developmental Disabilities, uh, we, we met with him several times, and he began to lay out some different things that the county needed help with. Um, so I remember uh, the newspaper showed up at our field dedication, and, uh, and, and the reporter uh, that was doing the article uh, said, hey, what's First Christian Church going to do next? You know, kind of that thing. And, and I, I'm kind of going through the mental Rolodex of conversations that I have with other leaders in our disability community, and, and one of them went back to the conversation I had with Bill Green, uh, the Stark County Superintendent of the Board of Developmental Disabilities. Uh, and he said, he said, Ryan, we have, you know, something like 60-plus 
adults uh, in our community that don't have a guardian. You know, their loved ones have all passed away. Uh, you know, they have no one to speak up for them, to help them, you know, to make sure that they're safe, not being abused, neglected, wherever they're living. Uh, he, he said, man, I, I bet your church could really help us with that. So I'm in, and being interviewed by the newspaper uh, at the field dedication, and, and the, the lady asked me, you know, what are you going to do next? And I said, you know what? Uh, I heard about this guardian waiting list uh, for adults with disabilities that have no one to speak up for them. And, and I said, you know what? I think we're going to tackle that next. And, uh, and that hit the paper. And no more than a, like a day or two that after that hit the paper, uh, Judge Dixie Park called me in my office at the church. Uh, so here we have, you know, the judge in our, in our county. She says, hey, Ryan. I need to talk to you. <laughs> so we have the, you know, the, the county judge calling me in my office at church saying, I need you to come to my office. So I'm like freaking out. Like, did I do something wrong? And, uh, and she said, you mentioned you wanted to wipe out the guardian writing list. She said, I want to help you with that. Uh, so here I am sitting in, in the judge's office uh, with the superintendent of Stark DD, um, and we're coming up with this plan on how to recruit people from the church to wipe out the guardian waiting list. Uh, and it happened as a result of newspaper article from the field dedication uh, that we, you know, when we built the baseball field. And, and this, this, you know, the baseball field ended up getting like national recognition. It was on uh, like NPR radio. It was, it was all over the place. So we're getting phone calls from all over the place about, you know, just what we did for our disability community. Um, end up tackling the, the guardian waiting list. Um, and then we keep continue to ask that question, well, what can we do next to be a blessing to our community? Um, and that was soon after that, you know, we, we had, we had the prom, uh, at our church, you know, we've done 10 proms since like one a year, uh, since then, you know, we kept asking the question, how can we be a blessing? Uh, and that's when Bill Green, the superintendent of Stark DD again said, Hey, uh, all the workshops are closing down. You know, this is happening nationwide. Sheltered workshops are now no longer viewed as something that's good because people are, are not in the community. He said, our community needs a religious, you know, a faith-based uh, day program. He said, you know, would your church consider that? And uh, I'm like, absolutely would consider that. And, you know, that was another one of those kind of dominoes that fell as we continued to ask the question, how can we be a blessing? No strings attached. Again, with no agenda, with no uh, master plan uh, for it, you know, just trying to ask the question and respond uh, with the need, meeting the need in the community. And uh, yeah, it was soon after that, you know, we, we worked really hard to open up an adult day program uh, for adults with intellectual developmental disabilities. Shortly after that, the employment program came. Uh, and, you know, now at First Christian Church, we've got almost 100 adults uh, with intellectual developmental disabilities that come every single day uh, to the church for either the day program or the employment side of that program. Um, obviously, with the coronavirus right now, they're not coming. Um, but, uh, you know, once once that goes away, you know, we'll have, again, Monday through Friday, 100 adults from our community coming to our church for day programming and for employment opportunities. So those are just a few of the things that developed all as a result uh, of us being willing to step outside the box of the church walls uh, outside of Sunday morning and to go meet a need in the community. And uh, God really opened all those other doors, and it was just a matter of us, you know, stepping through those 
as he opened those doors, again, not a master plan that we had, but it was all birthed from, uh, you know, starting an outreach uh, to our community through sports. Um, now, Ryan, I, I was very privileged to be at a church in Wales, and they had a very similar thing. They had an indoor soccer. They called it football, of course. And I believe the, the gentleman's name was Jane. James was probably uh, 35 or 40 uh, when I knew him, and he he was a Down syndrome. I, I hope that's an appropriate way to define this person. Very special man. And he was the keeper, the goalkeeper. And absolutely, I watched for an hour. He stopped every single ball that was headed for the goal that the other team shot in. And then he politely kicked it in for him. And, and, and it was just one of these things that uh, you just had to sit there and just smile at, at, at God's wonderful heart in that inside of James. And that church uh, ended up getting three grants that I believe totaled over a million and a half pounds from the British government because they were so influential in meeting the needs of this group of people. And I met one particular caretaker of, of one of the, the folks of the and he, he said that you shared in our last segment about how the wild person, in that case, that you talked about it, I, I, I'll even, he said, I'll even come and listen to a sermon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think, I think we're on to something here. Uh, God has obviously used you and moved through this to impact you. Um, tell us where you're at today. You, you oversee uh, an entire ministry, and you, you're still affiliated with the church, right? Yeah, so so right now I am the president and executive director at Ability Ministry. Uh, we are an organization that equips and empowers churches uh, to either start or take a next step in their disability ministry and the outreach to their community. So we're a supporting organization very much like uh, CSRM that helps churches uh, do ministry. We don't do the ministry necessarily for them. Uh, but we provide the training, uh, the tools that they need, curriculum, uh, different things like that so churches can actively do the outreach to their uh, disability communities. So, um, yeah, I, I still attend First Christian Church. I'm still an active member there. I volunteer in, in the disability ministry there, uh, which is really cool. I spent 15 years at First Christian Church in Canton, Ohio. Uh, my last eight years, uh, my position was the full-time disability ministry pastor. And uh, I learned so much over those last eight years about uh, kind of how to reach the community, you know, how to be a blessing, no strings attached, and just, and, and, and God taught me so much. And, and it was such a rich experience. Uh, and I really feel like our church is pretty unique uh, amongst churches uh, in, in our, you know, in our nation. And uh, the, the burden that God put on my heart was, you know, he said, you know, Ryan, you, you've done a great job for Stark County. 
and uh, for First Christian Church. Um, but I want you to look beyond that. What if you could duplicate what you've done here uh, in churches all across the country and potentially the world? And, and I said, okay, God, you know, I'll, I'll be obedient to that if you provide the opportunity because, you know, I didn't know where to go or, you know, how to make that happen. And, uh, you know, after I felt kind of that burden from God, it was a couple of years before the opportunity at Ability Ministry presented itself. Um, But, uh, yeah, now I've been with Ability Ministry for three years, and uh, we've we've been working, you know, real hard with churches, you know, creating content for them, doing trainings for them, trying to help them do essentially what we did at First Christian Church in Canton, Ohio. And uh, it's been an exciting journey, and, uh, you know, obviously we've had to pivot a little bit uh, because obviously churches aren't meeting and uh, in their in their buildings. Uh, So uh, we've shifted all of our content development to, you know, creating uh, things that churches can use uh, while they're quarantined or while they're locked down or while people are at home. And uh, uh, we really feel like we've got a unique opportunity to help people understand you know, how to reach the disability community uh, that oftentimes does live a bit more isolated uh, than the rest of, you know, the people that maybe are labeled as neurotypical uh, or able-bodied people. So uh, I really feel like God's got, um, he's, he's really poised the church um, to be able to be much more efficient in reaching uh, the disability community for Christ because of this experience that we're in. So, yeah, we're trying to really uh, help churches see things that, that maybe have not seen before or haven't slowed down enough to see. Uh, but this this experience that we're all uh, having right now because of the pandemic is opening our eyes to some different things, and we're praying that God uses that in a big way uh, to help us be more efficient, you know, once we finally emerge out of it. Just a word on that, if you would. It's, it's quickly, is there a, uh, it's a church that can build this type of ministry and you get beyond the quarantine? Is there anything that the, the churches need to consider doing for this group in terms of keeping that, that community healthy and safe? I mean, we're wearing masks, we're doing different things. Anything specific, quickly, that you think that? Once it reopens, that we should be uh, aware of that that community is in need of. Yeah, I, I think I think the biggest thing uh, that I would caution churches of is is don't go back to life as usual. You know, don't go back and just say, oh, "I'm glad that's over with. Now we can go back to doing everything the way we've always done it." Um, it's my prayer that the churches will understand that. Uh, this this reality that we were forced into is a reality that a lot of people live in. You know, there there are a lot of families uh, that have a child with a disability that can't go to church because they don't have a church that's accepting or welcoming of them. And what happens a lot of times for these families if they go to church at all, uh, one parent will go one week while the other parent stays at home with their child with a disability, and then the next week the next parent goes. Uh, and they're never together fully because they're kind of forced into this isolated type of living uh, because of disability, because the church is not being equipped. Uh, so I guess my advice would be don't forget the feeling of isolation. Just because you're out of it doesn't mean that everyone in your community is out of it. 
and uh, the church can play such a key role into bringing hope to people who are forced into isolation or isolated types of living because of disabilities and because of autoimmune deficiencies and things that people uh, live with every day of their lives. Excellent. And as we're kind of winding down here, if we were on a flight, the pilot say, get back in your seat, fasten your seatbelt, put the tray table off, so we're going to be landing shortly. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, Brian, if, if, if you could give um, a last, in just a moment, or just kind of any last proposals that might advise a local congregation if they wanted to start doing this. Uh, what, what should they do? If those of you that are tuned into this know that there were two previous podcasts with Ryan that helped break this down, break this out. And so please make sure that you go back, watch or listen to those. And know that we have a special partnership and relationship with Ability Ministry, CSRM does. And uh, we're even hoping that Ryan and his folks will be at the next REACH gathering to come and present a track on this. Because we've identified this as something that we think that the churches are really being called to. And that this is a, a, a positive and great, a strategic and relevant, and also an efficient and effective way to go and do gospel ministry. And so just know that if, if uh, for whatever reason, you missed on the screen that came up, if you're not watching this, uh, how to get in touch, you can go to the CSRM website, you can contact us directly, and we'll put you in contact with our partner, uh, Ability Ministries, Brian Wolf. But Brian, for the last couple of minutes, what proposal, how should churches begin to envision this, plan for this, begin to organize this? Yeah, just to kind of wrap it all up, um, disability ministry and outreach to the disability community uh, isn't a cookie cutter uh, type of thing. Uh, every church, every community uh, is a little bit different. The makeup's a little bit different. Um, so we really encourage churches, um, you know, to, to research who is in their community, who is in their congregation. Uh, to meet the needs that they have uh, first within a congregation and then reach out to the community. Uh, we actually do free consultation with any church uh, that reaches out to us to help them come up with an individualized plan uh, on how to most effectively reach their disability community for Christ. Um, and we're really passionate about it. That's why we do consultation for free. Uh, you can find us at abilityministry.com. Uh, you can find us on social media at Ability Ministry, so it's really easy to find us. Or like Greg said, you can find us uh, through CSRM. Uh, one of the approaches that you know churches might do, it might be through sports outreach. Uh, and that's just one of many different ways that churches uh, can meet needs and establish relationships in their community. Uh, but there are a plethora of different other ways that uh, they can do that. You know, based on the makeup of who's in their community, what organizations already exist, and uh, we we like to kind of walk hand in hand with churches and to help them come up with an individualized plan. And again, we do that consultation for free with churches. Um, so, but yeah, I just encourage people reach out to us, and uh, we'd love to help you with that. 
uh, we have tons of resources uh, that we make available to churches, just like CSRM. Uh, you know, it creates a lot of great content for churches to use. Uh, we're, we're very much built in the same way, where we create content for churches to do the ministry, and we equip and empower churches through training and resources. Well, you heard it, folks. They're there for you so that you can be there for others. And this is an empowering, enabling, uh, encouraging ministry that can help your local church fulfill your great commission goals and uh, objectives in this way. So we, we just, we can't say enough about Brian and the ministry. We can't give it enough publicity because uh, we just believe that what you're doing, Brian, who you are, that's the entire ministry is proud. So as we kind of wrap this one up, again, I want to remind you, go back to the other couple. We've got three in this series that, that are all part of how to, a local church can do uh, ability ministry with those that have some very special gifts and some special needs. And again, using that sport, recreation, fitness that leads to all the relationships, that leads to lots of openings. And so, if, again, if you're listening to this and haven't been able to see the graphics that come on the screen, get to the CSRM website and that could be there or contact us directly. But once again, your uh, your website. Yes, it's abilityministry.com. Uh, so yeah, super easy to find us. Social media is all at Ability Ministry. So again, super easy to find us. And it's A-B-I-L-I-T-Y Ministry. Mm-hmm. And it's ministry plural or singular? Uh, singular, ministry. Okay. All right, so folks, there you have it. Ability Ministries. Dot org, right? Dot com. Dot com. That's dot com. <laughs> dot com. And, and yep. So make sure that you do get in Cool. Thank you, Greg, for having me. I appreciate it. And you know, it's going to be uh, your, your future, and I hope it's a long time, that when uh, you cross that Jordan uh, River, there's going to be a lot of people what you and the church and Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. Thanks for joining this segment of the CSRF podcast with Brian Wood. God bless you.